Welcome to The Heart Podcast, a Christian podcast featuring sermons from The Heart Church and impromptu episodes covering a wide variety of topics. We hope you enjoy. Good morning or good afternoon. I got to use to that. Okay, here's what we're not going to do uh, uh, just to start. We are going to come on in and we're going to encourage each other. Amen? Right now, I really, really, really need some encouragement from y'all. So can y'all say good, good afternoon? Good afternoon. Can I get a what's up? What's cracking? What up? What up? Lord have mercy. I know it's awkward. Uh, we're going we're gonna to figure out you know, what one, how you want to do it. Uh, we've got to figure out how we're going to uh, uh, shake off the doldrums. I don't know, is it dark in here? If it's dark, we're bringing more lights. I have no idea. Is it too hot? It is hot to me. Uh, but amen. But we are going to really, really work hard on, uh, on, on a couple of things. Can you guys do me a quick favor? Before we start, you can turn the Bible to Ephesians 4. That's what we're going to get. But we're going to do a little practice when we get back in shape, in the uh, corporate worship shape. Uh, can you guys say amen? Week, as a companion, we're going to talk about God achieving the Lord's gift. 
chapter 4, Paul writes to the church, and he's trying to encourage them. And verse 6 talks about the one world, one faithful baptism, one God and Father, one world, one world, and all. Then in verse 7, we're going to go to you soon, verse 8 of us. Grace has been given as Christ apportioned This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he departed from Saul. When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train, and he gave gifts to men. What does he ascend mean except that he also descended in the lower earthly region? We're not going to get into all of that because that's just the earthly region. He says, He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all heaven. Think about Jesus. And in order to fulfill, in order to fill the whole universe, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that I'll use a mic. I'll use two mics. Now we're good. You'll be able to see the monitor, the sound monitor on the bottom. Sorry that we've got people online. Can you see the sound monitor on the bottom? It's good? Okay, fantastic. Okay. Um, there are three reasons for these gifts. One is to unify. We are gifted by God to help unify the church. We are gifted by God to help edify the church, and we are gifted by God to glorify him. Those are the three reasons we, are, we have been gifted. Uh, we're, gifted to, uh, we're gifted to unify, we're gifted to edify, and we're gifted to, and we'll talk about what edification is, that big religious word. It's really just building. Uh, and then lastly, we are gifted to glorify. I, I do not want to be behind these 
but I won't discipline myself right now. Um, there are the two types of gifts. There are universal gifts. Do you guys know what a universal gift is? It's something that everybody has. Do you know that God has given you gifts, biblical gifts, that everybody else has? Okay. I'm going to tell you what they are. Can uh, you guys do me a big favor? Any, anybody have, everybody have hands in here? I don't want to be insensitive if anybody doesn't have hands. Raise your hands up, please. Put your hands up. Put your hands where my eyes can see. <laughs> Only some of you get that. Okay. Now, let's do this. You guys clap with me. Come on. Come on, see y'all. Clap with me. Yeah. Okay, we're good. So, you know what we can all do? We can all clap our hands. Do you know what else we can all do? We, we all have... Now, if, if you don't have hands, we'll talk about that. God is... There are other gifts. Uh, we all have the ability to clap. And so we all also have, all have voices, right? Do we all have voices? We all have voices. So do you know what that means that we can do? We can praise him. We can sing. We all can sing. Now, I may not be able to do the Ursula, but I can sing with her. I'm on my way. <laughs> A little bit better than that. But I can sing it. It may not sound like Ursula, but I don't need to have her gift. That's her grace, right? God is based upon the grace. If I can sing as well as I would really want to sing, God would have to humble me in some other way. And I don't want that kind. I don't want that grace. I'll let Ursula and Rob, I'll let all, Jenny, all them, I'll let them have their voice. But guess what? God has given me the ability to sing too. And guess what? No matter who the worst singer is in the church, you have been given the universal gift of being able to sing because we are here to give praise to God. Also, we're going to talk about that on the 20th uh, when we talk about the Lord of worship. We're all given that ability. You know what else we can do? We can all give hugs. Can you guys hug somebody? Just hug them right next to you. Go ahead. Hug them up. Give Shaq a big hug. Come on, Shaq. Ian and, Ian and Elena ain't giving hugs. They've been hugging each other ever since they got married. Okay. They're tired of hugging. Take a break from hugging. By mutual consent for only for a time. Okay. We all have that ability. So here's the other ability we have. We're going to try this. Hello, Mike. Great. Did anybody have anything really, really good to eat lately? Somebody had something really good? Josh Collado, I don't know how you remained a fugitive from the South. Uh, oh, man, that's really loud. Last night in Boston, I had some uh, really amazing hot pot. It's like they give you, like, a choice of soup broth, and you get, like, a choice of meat, and they start boiling the broth, and, like, you dip the meat in the broth, cook it in the broth, and you eat it, and, like, different vegetables and stuff. Uh, I had, like, beef and lamb. Yeah, like, thin slices of beef and lamb. Like, you stick it in the broth while it's boiling for like 10 seconds and it's done. Yeah, and then you dip in like, you, you were able to make your own sauce. They had like a sauce bar. You could make your own like sauce with different ingredients and stuff. It was delicious, man. Okay. Anybody else have anything good to eat? Okay. So um, our dog was barking the other night really loud. 
So we just got tired. No. Um, so it was Sion at the door. We didn't hear the doorbell. So Sion actually dropped off this big, big package of salmon, chicken, some rice and beans, and uh, some, I think some veggies too. But it was out of this world. He, he just, he, he made our night. Uh, the fobs got some of that too. Okay. Now, did, did those testimonials make you guys want hungry at all? It make you want some salmon, maybe some hot pots, you know, eat some lamb, whatever. You know what we also have the ability to do? We have the ability to share the good things with other people. God has all given us this amazing ability. Do you guys realize that uh, traditional marketing doesn't work? Like a commercial, like when they show a commercial of a hamburger or whatever, it may, it, it more than likely in our culture, it doesn't work anymore. But you know what works though? Is if JB, he likes that hamburger and they get JB and JB's like, oh my gosh, this is the best hamburger I've ever had. And let me tell you why. It's, it's, not, it's not just the meat, but it's how they broil it. It's charbroiled. And it's juicy and delectable. One of JB's words. Scrumptious. And that testimonial will work way more than just a picture of a burger. We all have the ability to testify. And, and the reason this is important when I talk about corporate gifts is because uh, I was reading the Bible. And I know we all know, for those of us that are disciples, the Bible, Jesus, we all read the Great Commission, and Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, you know, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and I'll, surely I'll be with you to the very end of the age. It is the Great Commission. It is our a mission in life, right? Uh, it is supposed to be our mission in life. But I was wondering, how come after the book of Acts, like, there's never any commands on evangelism? Like, why? I was asking my wife this. I was like, why wasn't that? There are all these other commands on things to do, love one another, care for one another, and all these things. But I was wondering, why doesn't, why doesn't the, in Romans, he, Paul wrote this amazing book. He never tells them to go share your faith. Not one time. He tells them all these other things. There's all these things that are written, but there's never a command. And I realized that when they worked on all the other things, it is natural for them to share about the grace of God. Now, the command is there from Jesus. We're all to go out and do this. But I was wondering, why isn't it there? Because we all have voices, and when we're connected to God, when we're tight with God, when we're devoted to prayer, when we're thankful, guess what? It overflows out of us. You just can't stop it. We all have the ability to give praise and to share testimonies. That is God's corporate gift. And it doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how young you are, doesn't matter what level of education you have. We all have the ability to share the good in our lives with other people. That is a corporate, a universal gift. Amen? Now, there are unique gifts. And some of us have been gifted a lot, and some of us are gifted not so much. But that's also according to His grace. Now, each one, each one of us has a very unique gift to us. Now, some of us may have some of the same gifts. Some of us, they may have multiple gifts. But there are some gifts that are unique to you. Now, I, myself, am not a handyman. I am a man with hands. My suitable hater over there. I 
There are some things I like to do, but there are a lot of things I just, I don't have hands for that. That's not what, that's not in my Blake DNA. Uh, well, Mike, Mark Overly, on the other hand, if you need something built, Mark can put it down. He can do it for you. He can, he can build it out. Uh, Will Walter, I think he built a whole, his whole deck with some help with some friends. Uh, Justin Garnett is another refugee from the East. Uh, he's also, he likes to do handiwork. How many of you guys are actually handymen in here? Put your hands up. Oh, Donovan. Oh, Don, how could I forget Donovan Walter? Uh, actually, Donovan wants you all to forget him because uh, he's tired of y'all calling him to do stuff. Uh, but Donovan is excellent. Those are unique. Those are, those are unique. I, can't, I don't care uh, how much I try. I'm not going to be able to have the same skill set as those brothers. You guys with me? There are certain things that are unique. And each one of us has very unique gifts. Uh, there are some that we all have. Some are enhanced. Uh, but we all have very unique gifts. Here's the thing about them. The purpose of these gifts, the Bible says, and he talks about these roles here, the pastors, evangelists, teachers. Now, here's the thing about it. These roles that he mentions, does he mention every biblical role here? No. He's just giving some examples of here are some offices and here are some gifts in the church. But no, uh, he doesn't mention deacons here. There are all kinds of different things, of, of places of service and opportunities for service. But he says just these roles, they are for the they are to help bring about unity in the body of Christ. They are about bringing unity. And so what it isn't about, and we talked about last week, not wanting somebody else's grace, right? Is being happy with the grace that God has given us. So I don't need to look at a Donovan or Justin or whoever else it is, or, or even my wife. My wife is very handy. I don't need to look at them and be like, man, I wish I had that gift. I don't need that gift. God has given them that gift. And you know why God gave it to them? So that they can use that gift. I don't need all of the gifts. You don't need all of the gifts. You have your own. They have their own. And all of them are to bring unity. Uh, we, I asked the singers. We don't have time. But I asked them all of their, the, the different, the, what are the different vocal, whatever. Their sopranos, uh, tenors, altos, uh, basses, baritones, whatever. Uh, and they don't all need to sing. They don't all sing the same notes, right? Is that right? When you got, so you guys all have your specialty. You can all sing, but each one has their specialty. And when you put them together, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But what happens when the bass tries to hop on the soprano's line? Or the tenor tries to hop on the alto's line or whatever? That happens sometimes. What, Ursula, why are you laughing? Randy doesn't think it's funny. It happened, but, but the reality, it becomes a mess. And you're like, well, it's, we're singing the same words, but we're not, in our own, we're not in our own place. And so it ends up being something that's not unified. And the challenge for each one of us is learning how to really grasp the individual gifts that we have. And how we bring them in here or, or to the body the goal and the role for those goals is to unify the church. They should not be to, for one to look at the other and say, wow, I wish I had that. Or, oh, they got that. Let them do that. There are things that you can actually adopt and imitate the gift. It may not be your particular gift, but you can imitate it to help out. Does that make sense? And we can't just excuse ourselves and say, well, that's not my gift. We'll just let them do it. Because what happens is the person that's willing to use their gift and people are like, oh, they're good at that. They're willing. They're really happy to give. 
And then all of a sudden, we point at one person and we think they have all the gifts. And it's not that they have all the gifts. They're just willing to use theirs and we're not willing to use ours. So we try to dump it all on one person. And so then we end up with people that are burnt out because they're like, I'm coming, I'm, I'm giving mine. Where's everybody else at? We're all supposed to use our individual gifts as God has given us the ability. They're also to edify the church. He says, one, to bring about unity in the body. But he, two, he says, he says, uh, then we will no longer be infants uh, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cu- cunning and craftiness of deceitfulness scheme by man. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will all in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. And there's another concept here called fullness or maturity. And the whole idea is we are to use our gifts to help mature the church. And when all of us are connected to God and we are using not just our corporate gifts, but our individual gifts, the body of Christ is built up. It it means to mature, to be full, to be complete, to be perfect, not lacking anything. And so here's the thing. Here's what happens. And here's uh, it is a cultural, uh, a cultural phenomenon. And we've got to be very careful because we live in a, a consumer society. When we come into church and when we come into the body of Christ, do you know what when we, we come in? We got all these gifts. Some may have five. Some may have two. Some may have one. But we come on in. We've got all our stuff. But you know, when we come in, do you know what generally we you know what generally we think? Like what's going to be given to me today? I hope we have a good service today. I really like the songs today. Oh, that was a good lesson today. That wasn't a good lesson. I don't like the way he yells. His jokes aren't funny. Let's just get to the work. You know, all of a sudden, we become like American Idol judges. And we're like, even online, they're like, oh, why can't they speak in the mics? Can't they do this? This feels really long. And all of a sudden, we're coming in like consumers versus how we are supposed to come in. We're supposed to come in not just having our gifts, but using them to help build up the church. Using everything. So if Jesus is Lord in our lives, and he's Lord of everything, and we recognize that, oh, by his grace, he's given me this gift, that means I don't have the right to keep it to myself. I don't have the right to keep it to myself. And if I look at the cross, and I appreciate what Sion shared, if I look at the cross, and I look at all that he's forgiven me for, and I look at all the grace he's given in my life, I cannot look uh, with this gift that I've been given, whatever it is, even if in your mind, even if it's the smallest of gifts, I cannot look at the cross and Jesus giving his life for me and say, yeah, I'm not ready to give that. If Jesus is Lord and we recognize that he gave it to us, it's not up to us. And we've got to lay ourselves, actually, let's look at it. Turn with me to Romans 12. Romans 12. Verse 1. We're going to read uh, 1 through 6. No, no, we're not. We're going to read 1 and 2, and then we're going to shoot to 6. Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers... In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, 
holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Don't conform anymore to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so Paul here, he shares uh, through the Spirit. He says, you know, therefore, he's referring to all the chapters 1 through 11. But he gets to this place and he says, brothers, he says, in view of God's mercy, in view of his grace in our lives, we should offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Now, at this time, the Greeks and Romans and the Jews, they knew what a sacrifice was. They literally sacrificed, they had sacrificed animals for their sins. But he's telling them, no, you be a living sacrifice. You don't just kill it and it's dead and you move on. No, it's daily, every day. Because of his mercy, because of the cross, we give ourselves. We lay our lives down. It is our spiritual act or an intentional act of service for God. And so that means that whatever it is I have in me that has been given by God, I do not have a right to keep to myself. Now, I have a choice, as Elke mentioned, I have a choice because God gives us free will. But it's very difficult to stand in front of the cross with Jesus who had a choice, who died for me, and then say, yeah, God, I appreciate it, but man, things are tough. You know, gas prices are like four, four dollars a gallon. Uh, you know, God, I got to hold back a little bit. I know all you've given me, but God, really? Singing on Sunday? I'm just uncomfortable with that. I know you're a little uncomfortable on the cross. I know it's really tough with those nails in your wrists, but it's just, I feel awkward. That's not a great conversation, is it? And God has given us a choice and he's given us a right and we've got to lay it down for him. Verse 6, as he goes on, he says, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying or, or preaching, he says, uh, let him do it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, uh, let him. Uh, if it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. See, all of these things go in to building up the body of Christ. And so, when we all come into church and we all come into God's into God's body in our relationship with Christ, and now in His community, and we're all using our individual gifts along with the corporate gifts that God has given us, man. What an awesome body. And everybody is, everybody is, is using their gifts for God as God intended. And, and they're all unique and all a little bit different. And some are a little bit the same. But all of us coming together and saying, God, whatever you want, here it is. I give it back to you because of the grace you've given. It's amazing when this happens. Uh, I, I don't even have time for the last point, but uh, I do want to share a quick story. Some of us know uh, Mike Carnish, brother, who's working on getting restored. He's been working on getting restored for a few months. And uh, when, thing, uh, when everything broke out in Kiev or in Ukraine, you can be praying for them. Um, he, he, called, he, was called, he was texting me and saying, hey, is there anything we can do? Is there anything I can, you know? And I said, well, let me check. Let me see what's going on because this is literally... A uh, day or so afterwards, 
And so uh, he texts me and says, look, I can get over to Poland right now to help out, you know, financial, I can help out. I can, I can get there. I said, well, let me check. I don't, I don't even know what's going on. There's daily updates. I have no idea where, what to do, whatever. And so then, uh, <laughs> uh, last Sunday, uh, uh, Rob says, oh, yeah, I heard, or, or last week, some, at some juncture, I think Monday, uh, uh, Rob Hill says, oh, yeah, uh, Mike is over in, he's over in Poland. I said, huh? And so, so I sent him a text. He, I think he's listening right now. Hey, Mike, don't be mad. Hell, he's, he's texting you right now. So, uh, uh, and so, but he went over uh, to Poland. He went over to Krakow, and then he went over to Warsaw uh, to help out with some of the refugees in the church. He hooked up with the church in Warsaw. Uh, it's a small group of disciples. He sent video over. I'll share with the church. Uh, he was sitting there. They're singing, Jesus is Lord in uh, Polish and Russian or whatever. And then, uh, he sent him to Vitaly as well. Uh, he hooked up with a church leader, and he's been able to uh, secure some rooms for disciples that have come over, for refugees that have come over. And he got, uh, so God, is re- he's just like, look, here's what I can do. And he just went and did it. And he he, asked, he uh, texted me, he goes, look, I'm not asking for permission. I'm just asking which direction to go. I'm like, dude, let me find out. And then the next thing I know, dude's in Poland. I'm like, <laughs> But he's using what he could, and he's sharing. He sent by, he even sent a bunch of pictures this morning with disciples. Uh, he's just using what he could with what he had to help edify the body. And I think for each one of us, God has given that, given us that ability. And sometimes, and again, we read the scripture in Ephesians four, where it's like pastors, teachers, evangelists, you know, elders, yada yada, and we think, oh, once the minister says you can do it and it's a church-sanctioned thing, then it's valid. It's never been that way. There is a corporate thing we do as a family, but no, if if you want to start helping young disciples learn how to cook, do it. Sion, teach some of these brothers how to cook. You know, uh, whatever it is, uh, if you got a gift or a talent or whatever, man, take somebody along with you, use your gift for the edification of the body of Christ. God has given us this ability. We can help. It'll help us get unified. And so that we can get edified. Lastly, I will just mention it. But then we are to glorify. Oh, we are gifted to glorify God. Birds sing. We listen. And we have no idea what they're trying to communicate. They, they're incessantly singing. Every, you know, in the spring and summer, they wake me up every day. And I don't know what they're singing about, but they're, they're bringing glory to God. That is just what they do. You know, whatever noises animals make out there, they are just doing what they are doing to bring glory to God. Each one of us has been gifted to bring glory to God. This church, this is Jesus' church. One day I will be gone or dead or whatever, but Jesus is still going to be here. You guys are going to be, you guys will come and go wherever the Spirit moves you. But the church will still be here. It will be Jesus' church. And we've got to help set the standard for uh, unifying the church, using our gifts to help unify the church, to edify the church, and to glorify God in this city. You guys with me? And right now, the reason we split up even in the regions is so that we can get more of God's glory out there. That's the purpose. It's it's so that more people in in all these different towns can have the ability uh, to to, uh, see God's glory. Amen? Our, our, our gifts are there. We've got to pray and ask God 
Some of us, we already know what our gifts are. They're obvious. For some, uh, they may be latent. Some of us have gifts we don't even know we've got. Again, they're latent. And we've got to pray, God, I'm willing to give them to you. Just show me what they are. Amen? So we can unify the church. We can edify the church and glorify God. Amen. I do want to make a quick introduction if she has not been introduced. I don't want to embarrass you, sis, but I do want to, uh, can, can I, are you fine with that? It's too late now. I'm sorry. So give me your name again. This is Cheryl Pierce. Come on, stand on up, Cheryl. She is, she is our sister. She lives in Colebrook. And her sister is a disciple in North Carolina. They studied online. Uh, she got baptized. And this is one of your first services with us, right? Amen. Welcome. So, fellowship, we've got one more song to stand up, and then we'll be dismissed. Thank you for listening to The Heart Podcast. To learn more about The Heart, visit us online at hartfordchurch.org.